Hello. Hello, Ollie, mate. How are you? Hi, is that George Ezra, my friend from school? <laughs> yeah, it's George Ezra. Um, I'm, I'm okay. Well, no, I need to be honest about this. I'm feeling a bit down this afternoon because I ordered a toasty machine from Amazon and I just think I invested too much in its arrival. Like I, I think it was because... It initially said it was going to take three weeks to get here. So I made, in my head, I was like, that's too long. How am I going to go without the toasties for that long? So then when it suddenly said it was coming, yet last night it said it would be here today. So I thought, everything's actually going to be all right. Like this whole situation that we're in, getting, you know, pretty uh, cooped up here in isolation, but... It's okay, I got this toasty machine coming. And then as soon as the package was in my hands, I kind of realized this will not heal me. This will not make oh, me Oh, so it did, it did arrive? Yeah, no, it arrived, but it's not oh, enough. You had an image in your head of the delivery man handing it over and it being like, oh, happy day. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah and I thought, unfortunately, underwhelming. Yeah, I thought that the delivery man would hand it over and then I'd immediately get a breaking news notification saying like, this just in, everything's actually fine. But everything is still, no, not exactly fine. Um, Did you notice how I said, how are you? And you said, well, not great. And my face went, like very concerned mm. like oh i hope Polly's all right and then you said about a fucking toasty machine and i hang my head well, i just went oh but the thing is i'm not i mean i'm not really joking i'm mm. sort of joking Obviously, well which bit of it is the joke <laughs> i mean i really did have a lot riding on this toasty machine but that's because okay. of how little else there is going on it's it wasn't the the holy grail, the golden chalice that I had built it up to be. And well, I haven't even used it yet. It might be shit. Or it might be great, you know. Glass off, pull all that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's because it just arrived. It's on my mind a little bit. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about toasties for this whole uh, recording. But I'll try to get through. How are you doing, George? Have you got any toasting machines in your life? Um, no, I normally just do it under the grill. It's not the fucking same. Uh, listen, <laughs> okay, well, it's, okay, no, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, good for you. I'm glad. Well, listen, like I make cheese on toast. That's not. Yeah, so you don't make a toasty. No. <laughs> no. What, what do you do? Here's uh, genuinely. Here's a genuine question. What do you do about the soggy bottom of the bread that has not been exposed to the grill when you? Oh, well, I toast it first. Okay. Okay. So I've got a solid piece of toast. Did you toast it all like all the way or did you do a light toasting? Yeah, first? I toast it all the way because then I make sure it's got there's no bread on show to the grill so that the heat is just <laughs> it's on all about the, the cheese. cheese. Okay. Yeah, and the Liam Perrins. Okay. And then um and the other day, oh, one thing that's happened during this isolation is I have quadrupled my garlic intake because mm. I know I'm not seeing anyone yeah. so every meal I cook is just loaded on. full with garlic yeah if the recipe says like three cloves I'm like that's at least yeah. six maybe seven <laughs> six cloves of garlic yeah why not <laughs> I'm a big garlic man so I support you all the way are you cooking a lot yeah. now that you sort of have to um well I was at the beginning of the 
say I'm five weeks in or whatever, I was at the beginning and then I realised what's a better, like a more economic way of cooking is now I do one big cook for every four or five days. So last Thursday I did a massive red lentil ragu ragu kind of like spaghetti thing Mm -hmm. and is still in the Tupperware in the fridge, and I'll be diving into that tonight. I'm sick of lentil ragu every night. No, well, I, I, I find it quite easy to see food as being quite... Yeah. Like, am I getting what I need? I have my... I get my oats in the morning, and then I have a light lunch, and then I have whatever it is I've cooked in bulk, you know, so for it's, dinner. So it's quite... F- functional food can be quite functional for you you just functional get your... but i know that i'm getting what i need yeah i don't and really that's why this podcast is five stars all the way all baby. the way <laughs> all the way um no i wish i could look at food like that i look at food because i don't get any of the things i need but i just usually have what i want which is meat and cheese meat and cheese my friend <laughs> Yeah. I'll have one yeah, large I, I meat and to cheese, feel a bit please. Guilty. Oh, listen, life's too short to feel guilty. Even though Well, it will be if you keep on with your habits, your culinary habits. <laughs> listen, what I what I think is is that I'm still so young. I'm 26. 25. I'm 25 and so it's like I could still just eat chicken nuggets and be fine and I don't have to worry about anything and if i ever feel sick i just have to have like one banana one glass of water and then i'm back because my body is so young and still growing and strong because like i mentioned i'm so young (laughs) yeah so i don't have to worry about anything at all ever well okay so anyway um... i (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to hear it george i don't want to no i wish i had your your kind of way of looking at it all i just i the, worry the about thing things is, that i feel real. guilty but then i um still do it and then live in a world where i see myself as a bad person for breaking guilt and some... shame <laughs> yeah exactly so what i should do is just be away with the guilt and shame and then yeah. you know because i still hey hey i still snack don't oh leah you're still fun man you're still fun i'm still fun you, you've got your oat milk ice americano next to you you still can live a little loose um, yeah, I get my oats all through the day, and I've just had some stop almonds. Stop using as well. that phrase, man. <laughs> what? Listen, you know what you're doing, because I, I can, remember I can see you on Zoom now. You got a cheeky face. Anyway, Mate, I have no idea what you're okay, talking about. Oh, yeah. Ooh, who me? That sort of vibe. That's what I'm getting from you at the moment. Um, yeah. Just to be clear, George, I do feel guilt and shame about my eating habits all the time, but I think that right now in um, hashtag quarantine. Especially because I'm not, uh, I'm not a cook. I'm not a good one. Although I've been doing more recently, because cooking is something I have to force myself to do. It's got to taste good at the end, and usually that means like covering it with bad stuff because it's not going to taste. People, proper chefs, can make delicate dishes that taste good because of the skill behind it but i've got to hide my lack of skill with layers of i think i mentioned it before actually meat and cheese Um, (laughs) but anyway um i wanted don't get me wrong the the red lentil ragu it tastes like dry board mate (laughs) i mean (laughs) yeah look i'm Um, happy for you and i'm glad you've got 
a freezer full of. <laughs> but last week I made like a black lentil curry dal. Oh, a different was... color of lentil. That must have but, been exciting. Was, that was banging. banging. That was but so I st- good. I still think that I don't know. Could I eat the same thing every day? To be honest, what am I talking about? I pretty much have some kind of like of tomato. <laughs> no, no, tomato pasta is pretty much. I have that probably like four times a week. So, and I never really care about that. But I think it's because it's just red lentil. I mean, I don't know what on earth that dish even looks like. I can't imagine it. Uh, but still, much love to all our listeners out there from. <laughs> You're making me laugh. Around the world. <laughs> yeah man so mate b- put your toaster aside for for just one hour can uh, you just park the thought of your beloved or maybe not so beloved mm, toaster mm, and tell me how on earth are you at the risk of stating the obvious i'm tired and bored and frustrated with being stuck indoors but i should say that i had a I had my first online... Well, actually, it was a session with the psychiatrist that I see. We did it over some kind of... It wasn't Zoom, but it looked almost identical to Zoom, and it took twice as long to download and install on my computer. And, yeah, I should also preface this by saying that this was on Friday, and I woke up on Friday, as I did most days last week, just... You know, low mood, low vibes. I tried to get some work done and then it just became a punk IPA day from about 1pm onwards. And then at like four, I remembered that I had this online therapy session and I was six brew dogs in. Um, <laughs> and And I didn't want to start the session because obviously I know uh getting pissed because i'm having a bad day is not a good strategy and i don't want to hear him tell me that because i know it i just you know one of those days it happened it doesn't happen often i'm not recommending it but i didn't want especially because my psychiatrist i sort of think of him as like the cool teachers at school that i wanted to like me and i'm pretty sure he does like me that's the thing and i don't want to mess this up um, <laughs> I feel as if if he heard you say that, he'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Ollie, we need to work know, on this." <laughs> I know. What, what? Why do you think it is that you need my <laughs> respect? I don't know. Um, but he's just—he's so—he's so competent. And when we talk about stuff, I get a lot out of it. And he's got quite a cool beard. So there's a lot of things about him that uh, they get two thumbs up from me. But when I kind of realized that i had this session coming up i quickly drank loads of coffee trying to (laughs) sober up and it was quite a pitiful scene to be honest desperately trying to like no look like you're dealing with this well and haven't been getting (laughs) pissed on your own on the balcony while your girlfriend plays animal crossing in the next room and occasionally looks over at you like with a smile that says i hope this doesn't become a regular thing but so were you i imagine like the conversation starts and in your head you're like play it cool ollie play it cool play it cool and then it yeah. opens up and you're like what's up <laughs> <laughs> hey man 
I kept. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I was basically just practicing all my Corona jokes on him. Yeah. And I was like, he answered, and I went like, <laughs> hey, just kidding, mate. Um, no, I was very well. Actually, I think I intended to come across as very like normal and serious and on the level, but because I was getting so frustrated with the uh, Zoom knockoff. Um, he popped up all of a sudden, like it suddenly worked. It hadn't been working for ages. So I was looking I'm, in my webcam. I must've looked like sort of really frustrated because I was staring at the screen and typing and then suddenly he turned up and I was like, Oh, hey man, what's up? And like trying to suddenly seem relaxed. But in the end, it was a very helpful session, particularly because for anyone who is not aware one of the main things that I was addressing or trying to address with my therapist was a kind of anxiety about being far from home and going outside and, and things like that. All of the strategies we'd come up with, the things to kind of push my, me out of my comfort zone, they all involved going outside. So obviously when lockdown came into play, I kind of it felt like everything had to be paused and I couldn't make any progress because, you know, I can't, I can't go out and go to places I don't know to try and push myself. I can't go on any trips. I was supposed to go on this trip to, to the US, which was going to be a kind of, I mean, it wasn't specifically for this, but I was going to use it to, to try and manage the way I feel about travel and, and stuff like that. And so suddenly when I couldn't do that, any of that, I think I was, it was, it's kind of complacency because it's almost like relief because it's like, oh, well, I, it's not my fault anymore. Well, not that it's my fault, but I have this other excuse, which means I don't have to try and do the scary things that are, that would be good for me, but are still scary. But as we talked, me and the psychiatrist, he made many valid points he basically said like listen mate you've still got lots of stuff you could be uh thinking about or working on in how you are at home because it's not like i was thinking of it as all of my problems happen as soon as i try and step out the door that's when i get anxious and it is true that that can be a a, a big trigger but it happens at home a lot and my low moods and and feeling unhappy that usually happens at home so basically i realized that i don't have to see this lockdown time as a complete waste or a complete something that delays my progress especially because i feel like i have been do making progress with my medication and the therapy and stuff that was another reason it felt like quite a big blow when this happened is because I felt like I had some momentum and it was suddenly going to be snatched away from me. But as I was talking about all this with him, I was kind of realizing things before he said them just from what I was saying to him, which is something that, I mean, that sounds like I'm not getting my money's worth, but it's useful because I never would have come to these conclusions if I hadn't been asked the prompted by him by the questions he asked and things like that and so I was starting to realize especially about in intrusive thoughts because we were talking about um, intrusive thoughts specifically about coronavirus and stuff like that and I was saying it's 
not really about the virus, but it's just there's a new thing for my brain to be like, imagine your loved ones, you know, this bad thing happened. It's just a new uh, variety of hashtag bad thing that slots into the usual furniture, the usual mechanism of just like my bad thoughts toying with me. And he used this metaphor saying, if you imagine your mind as a chessboard with black and white chess pieces and the there's the bad thoughts or the dark thoughts are the black pieces and then there's the good thoughts are the white pieces. And I immediately started to think like, oh, the white pieces, like that's the real me or that's that's what I identify with. And he said, like, you're neither of the pieces, you're neither side, neither colour, you're the chessboard. <laughs> and what I do a lot of the time is if I have a bad thought, so for example, what if a family member gets ill with coronavirus? Then I will immediately try and like rugby tackle that with a whole load of good thoughts. Or a whole load of thoughts that are like rational, like, well, no, that will never happen. That's silly. Why would you, or, or like, there's no reason to think that, blah, blah, blah. I always kind of thought that that was the right thing to do because I think it was probably comforting in a way. But when I do that, I'm just giving the whole cycle legitimacy. And like, it means it carries on because I'm giving it power by being like, well, no, I have to then smother the bad thoughts with good thoughts every time that this happens but i don't have to because neither of them make any difference whatsoever but, but, and also that that lesson of you are the chessboard and not the pieces and the pieces being the thoughts is a brilliant analogy because it's just on a really i know the pieces but black and white level you are not your thoughts mm -hmm. nobody is their thoughts but what you were trying to do is pin yourself to the positive yeah ones. i was like, like i'm the good I'm a stand up guy <laughs> yeah. yeah i think good things whereas there is no yeah i'm neither good or bad thoughts they are just thoughts they don't exist mm -hmm. um it's a really i find that sometimes that concept i find i'm able to understand that with ease i'm like oh yeah like None of these thoughts, whether good or bad or anywhere in between, are real. They're just thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I'm like, yeah, but that's how I know the world. Yeah. I think about, ev like, they, if they're not, then, and I think that's the daunting thing. Well, then what am I? I think, yeah, like you said, I was trying to, imagining that I am the good force in my head. And there's some abstract bad force that is like nothing to do with me but it is just as much to do with me as the good thoughts and neither of them actually so if i think a bad thing about something happening to someone that doesn't make it happen and unfortunately if i think a good thing that doesn't make it that happen either i'm not professor x or sorry george you probably don't get that reference that's wolverine's skinhead mate in next nice one. guy uh, I think he's mostly a good guy, yeah. Listen, I'm not an expert, I just know the basics, unlike you. Safe to say he probably has good thoughts, bad thoughts, and he probably shouldn't identify with no, either no, no, of no, them. No, 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 So what I'm saying is, is that Professor <laughs> okay, X, okay. <laughs> he is uh, uh, telepathic, he can control the outside world with his mind. That I, is actually, sick. is that true? <laughs> Wait, is that true, or can he or just is that read you? people's mind? 
Oh, maybe I can do that. Maybe I should be. Oh, shit. I'm Professor X. Yeah. Um, no, but as you say, then, of course, you start to think, well, what what am I then if I'm not my good thoughts or my bad thoughts? But, like, I mean, I would say I am on both of them, but I don't have to... It, I mean, this is obviously an extremely difficult sort of philosophical uh, question, but the way I think of it is good and bad thoughts are going to come into my mind. The ones I act on and the person I try to be, that's who I am. So if I try and, you know, be a nice, sweet boy, and I think everyone will agree successfully, I'm a very nice, sweet boy. It doesn't, I mean, I might occasionally have bad thoughts, just because the human brain is a complicated and slippery thing, as our mate Professor X will tell you, he spends a lot of time in, in other people's brains because I actually think I got it wrong. I don't think he control the outside world. I think he can just like look, read people's minds. I'm going to have to have a, a real big think about this, actually, but uh, for another time. So, yeah, I mean, it, this some of this may sound obvious to people listening and some of it may not at all, but it just, when I had that discussion with the psychiatrist, it it made me realize how much I really do think, invest in this kind of good thoughts versus bad thoughts thing. And I treat the good thoughts with the same kind of, I give them this like superstitious power that in the, in the same way that I give the, the bad thoughts. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't rely on either of those things because I can't just spend my time going around thinking, well, what if, what if this happened? Well, it's not going to. Well, yeah, but it might. Well, but it won't. I can't just argue then, with myself constantly. This isn't me saying you're wrong at all. It's like, oh, just good. You're about to shatter my epiphany. No, no, no. But when you said like you are the person that you I can't remember how you worded it, but if you you are the person I, that you're the pers- the things I a- actually act on, yeah. and the things that I want to be, if that makes sense. So, but then th- there's a, I think there's a problem there because you will act, and all of us will act on things that we don't want to, and so then there's a difference between what you act on y- and y- yeah. But I don't mean literally every. I'm talking about the the kind of big picture stuff. So like overall, yeah. I'm not because yeah the the way I phrased it maybe sounds like um, I decide I want to be good so I never do anything bad ever which is not true but in general what do I want I want the people around me to be happy I don't want to make them unhappy I don't want to hurt people like those things the big things because. You know, sometimes I might have a thought about bad things happening to people. And I mean, I am never, uh, I never think of it as if I am doing those things. But then because I have the thought, I kind of start to question, well, why did you think that? Why is mm. that in your head? And oh, I, don't I know, just wonder as a, as a bigger thing. No, no, it's good to like, uh, it, I just wonder as a bigger thing, if there is any difference between good and bad thoughts. What I'm asking is, is there any difference between the two? Other than that you like what is in one of them and not in the other. It doesn't make them any more real. Uh, yes, I agree with that. But but I mean, obviously, I mean, well, I'm thinking about a certain kind of thought, I guess, which 
you know, the kind of, well, the intrusive ones that, that are often almost like momentary or they, they kind of pop up out of nowhere. I don't know, George, you've got me questioning everything no, now. No, 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 no. I just, I think it's like, Who am I? I love what questioning am I? these things. Am I yeah. Professor X? Yeah, I, well, I can help you with that one. I can help you come to an, uh, an answer with that one. Um, just read my mind and you'll know hey, what the answer is. Okay, yes um, I am. Uh, but no, I, I find that interesting because it's that, and this, uh, it's really intimidating, I find really scary to think, well, if I'm not these things, then what am I? That's a scary question. Yes, but now you're presenting, for me at least, with a problem I wasn't experiencing. So my problem was I was having unpleasant thoughts and the reason they're bad thoughts actually to go back to your thing at least in my mind is because they cause me distress and they make me feel bad and they make me feel unhappy and part of the reason they do that is because I have this kind of internal battle about it and if I could be more free and let the thoughts just flow on then a good thought and a bad thought maybe they maybe they would be the same thing because I, they would just come along and I would be able to dismiss them or or not dismiss them but accept them but because at the moment I can't do that and maybe to be more uh zen about this I need to try and stop looking at the thoughts in such a like binary way but yeah because at the moment that was the thing that was I was finding most difficult was like particularly with sleep these thoughts that are not nice to have things that aren't nice to think about and things that i don't want to happen but i sorry go no 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 like i just want to reassure you that i'm the only reason i'm questioning these things is because i'm with you i like it's me like asking myself the same things this isn't me trying to like throw you in any way Mm -hmm. it's i find it all interesting and I, I have to ask myself the same thing. Like, why is it? Is it the thought that's bad? Or is it my reaction to the thought that I'm having that's bad? And that's when I have to ask myself, well, is there any difference between good and bad thoughts? Like, is what makes a thought a certain way? It's the way you view it, not what it is. Because there might be someone that has a, a way of, they see what you see as bad as good. If that makes sense. I know that would be extreme, but I, I'm just... Yeah. I think because a lot of these questions are... I'm also interested in them, and they are very... But they are very complicated questions. And when I am trying to figure out why I have a hard time with something, I don't necessarily want to kind of... I don't know. I'm not sure how much I want to philosophize it because okay. there's a, there's always going to be a limit to... There's no answer, really, to these things that we're asking. And again, maybe that's an issue that I shouldn't need some firm answer to, to feel settled about it. But I'm trying to take these ish problems sort of one step at a time. And so if, no, you're right. if every time I um, maybe come to a conclusion, there's little George Ezra saying, yeah, but if you actually step back and look at that a bit deeper, every time I do that, then what's left? 
What's... Uh, how am I going to... Well, a loss of ego, maybe. Yeah, but okay. You're getting yourself on that ladder up to Maharishi. (laughs) Yeah, but for now, I just want to get on the ladder to, like, a pleasant existence. And then maybe I'll think about Maharishi. No, I... I, Basically, namaste in your lane. No, 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 no. I'm going to namaste on this point. Because I'm, I'm not... As I said, I'm not deliberately trying to be tricky. These are questions I have to ask myself in the same boat as you are. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I often come to the conclusion, George, mate, these are the questions that the most intelligent minds of any time have taken to the grave. No one has an answer to these things as yet. You know, there is no right or wrong. I, I wonder if it's... And I haven't got the brain capacity to kind of work with questions that are that philosophical because it it does drive me mad why is there not an answer but i and i think you're complete i don't want to throw a spanner in the works at all like i I love the analogy you were given i just i i think for myself i've found it beneficial to ask myself that question of what yeah and i actually find that it helps me relax in a kind of i put my hands up and i wave the white flag and go oh do you know what yeah all of this is I think I was trying to say it in a reassuring way. I, no, I, I do understand. And I think a lot of uh, many people kind of feel the same way that they that they find it helpful to think about these things. And to be honest, I think I do too. But I think just because of the specific situation I'm in, I think it's like it's that thing of distance. I think, you know, these are questions that I probably would like to think about, but like I said, I've sort of one step at a time when I... But also it's that thing you always say, Ollie, of like, yeah, it's all well and good to picture the waterfall and the, you know, fireflies in the sky. But when you're in the middle of a panic attack, that's not what you're thinking about. Because if it were, you wouldn't be in the middle of the panic attack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like these kind of things are... You can only really talk about them with your feet up with a nice clay <laughs> pipe hanging out your mouth. Like, hmm, I wonder mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of the thick of it all yeah you you haven't got time to ponder these things it's, so they are kind of irrelevant in the the extremes but i i mean i think that i completely see the value in thinking about these things i and i think you're again it's it's like how people have this idea that like what what's the phrase tortured artist that um best art is made when people are really miserable or going through something no that's when the best cups of tea and and bowls of cereal are made while you lie (laughs) and do fuck all um because you don't go you don't suddenly when you're depressed uh, i mean of course i'm generalizing but in general i don't think you leap out of bed and go i'm gonna write a beautiful song about how depressed i am you go Today is going to be a difficult day. I need to get through it as best I can. And I think it's a very rare mind that can harness depression and, and you know, come out the other side of it be productive. with something fantastic. And that's why the examples that people always give of the people that did make something out of depression are incredible. But you, but there's not everybody's doing it. No. And, it and I actually think it's unhelpful to the conversation Definitely. of depression on a whole when people are going... Yeah, but all the best comedians were tortured clowns. It's like, yeah. were they? And it, yes, some may have been, but it's not the... Uh... That's not what makes them a a good artist or whatever. And yeah, it's unproductive. But it, it doesn't help 
anyone because one, it can glamorize things that are not at all glamorous, um, things that are very dis- distressing and horrible for people to go through. And two, if people are already going through something, they're feeling depressed or whatever it may be, they start to think, oh, and I haven't written a great novel as well on top. Yeah. So I must really be a piece of shit. And like, you get enough of that going around. But anyway, I brought that up because, yeah, I think you're right that it's kind of when you're in the middle of something, it's hard to look at it big picture. And yeah, maybe one day I'd, I'd like to meet you on the bridge to Nirvana and shake hands with the Maharishi. I'm working up to that, man. But, but Ollie, no, I just want to reiterate. I, I really apologise if I've like kind of jumped on your initial point. I've, I've not I've not deliberately tried to be difficult. It's more... Um... George, it's a debate, man. I forgive you, my dear sweet boy. Yeah. And just for the listeners out there, we st- mummy and daddy still love each other. <laughs> I just I, like I I yeah I love it man and I and I love that your session on Friday gave you that analogy because I find that I find analogies help so much when we're trying to figure out the best way to approach what it is we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like if just spelling it out how it is sometimes it's like yeah I know exactly what it is but whereas suddenly you say like imagine you're a chessboard it's like oh yeah I can get on board with this mm-hmm. suddenly if I take myself out of me um but i uh, but then ollie i have to ask the question what is me? well you know what <laughs> the more i think about it i think that my reaction to your questioning is a sort of hangover of still thinking i'm the good thoughts you know what i mean like i'm still attached to that idea even though I, as I'm describing it, as I'm saying, like, I suddenly realized that I am neither good nor bad. I'm still going like, well, yeah, but obviously I'm like, I am good. And I do yeah. think that I don't think I'm a bad person, but um, I don't think that's because I have, you know, I think sweet things or whatever. No, because I because you're a human being, so you will you will be both good and bad. That otherwise, well, no, this I'm idea most, of I'm, yeah, mostly good though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it's the bad on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Um, I really enjoyed the talking to you about what you were saying about though. I really didn't mean to be a spanner in that. You're like I. Like I said, I I think that... I actually meant it when I first set, mentioned it. I was saying it in quite a, like, there was going to be a point that we then... It's just a huge thing to say, isn't it? What? Who are you, bruv? Yeah, because I'm not going to have any answers for that. Yeah, but, I mean, again, I think that the kind of instinct that I have to see myself as the good thoughts, uh, the good guy, that's what suddenly was on the defensive... Because I was like, hmm, I don't have an answer to this. Because I'm still trying to, even though I've had this realization, that doesn't mean I suddenly can slot it into my life. And uh, I'm still trying to actually kind of let that soak into how I view the world or, or view myself. Because, well, just to give an example, look, this is kind of weird, but this is a judgment free zone. So you're going to have to deal with it, George. I used to have to like, before I could go to sleep, I would have to do this thing that was, it was almost like praying, even though I am not religious. And I wouldn't 
do it out loud, but in my head is kind of like affirmations. It's almost like intrusive, positive thoughts because I would have to force myself to sit and think like before I went to bed, I would basically be like thinking over and over in my head, like basically everything's fine and everyone is fine. And I would go through and I would list people. So I would be going and saying like, my mum is fine. My dad is fine. My brother is fine. My sister is fine. And then, you know, if you made my top eight on MySpace, the real, the true friends, they're fine. <laughs> the other ones. And then I would say, and all my friends. So, <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, yeah, they're still fine, but they're like less, they have less of my protection. And for ages, and I've never spoken to, uh, you know, my girlfriend about that or, or anything, but for ages I had to do that or I couldn't relax. Well, to be honest, I still didn't relax after it. It was just this kind of cycle. So I was, ha I would have, I would try and overload myself with like these positive affirmations to protect against anything bad happening, even though on a rational level, I don't believe at all that I have any influence either way. I am not a powerful spirit. I'm a powerful man. That's true. <laughs> but I don't have any supernatural powers. And so I think that's why when I had this discussion with my psychiatrist, it resonated so much because I was like, I used to really like have this kind of tug of war between these different types of thoughts and the whole time I was thinking like I'm I'm on that side and that's the way to solve it and it isn't the way to solve it is to try and realize that this cycle the pattern of thoughts has no impact on the real world and pursuing it is not going to do any good or any bad Apart from making, well, okay, it does do bad. It makes me feel bad. It it drives drives me me mad. Cool song, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a it's tiring. It's a tiring way to live. It's exhausting. It is. So yeah, basically, I got pissed. I had an don't online. Say that. I had an online <laughs> psychiatrist session. And it was a, a good one. That's all. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, nothing. No tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? I don't think we've got time for emails. Yeah, we've fucking well. Rinsed that. Although, if if certain bits are going to be taken out, we're actually still under. We're we're under an hour, even with everything. Okay, cool. So maybe we should do. Uh, well, how are yeah. you, mate? <laughs> I'm free, I'm no, really you, you got I'm anything free. to say? <laughs> Oh, what, in general? Yeah, well, we've kind of spent the, <laughs> a fair amount of time on me.
But I think it transcended you, didn't it? It became just more of a question of, like, what are these things? I mean, I'd um, quite like it to mostly be about me. <laughs> yeah. How am I, mate? I am starting to get a little bit concerned about the fact that I have been completely alone for about five weeks. Mm. And actually, I feel fine, but I'm starting to think, what are the long-term implications of you living this way? I definitely have felt that thing I mentioned a few weeks ago about being nervous about going outside, I've realised has heightened. Yeah. And it's kind of, I put off going to the shop till the very last minute. And, you know, that kind of government recommended 30 minutes of exercise, of fresh air or whatever. I'm not taking that at all and haven't done for five weeks, really. And I just worry about what, if actually I feel fine because I've got a very particular routine and it involves not opening my front door and so I'm starting to think maybe I need to get out for that half an hour yeah. and just get get just back out doing that which is fine that's like I, I've got my head around that I've just for the first time started to think how long is this yeah you know realistic for as someone who has had times where uh, I found going out really hard I think that going out for your half an hour especially now <laughs> While you, because you're in this position now where you've recognized something in you, you recognize that you're maybe going down a certain path and so you can try and act to remedy it a bit. And like you said, it's hard because because you actually feel mostly all right or you're dealing with it mostly all right. It can be easy to think that, well, I guess everything is fine then, but you don't want to go to the supermarket one day and find that it's the feeling of of anxiousness has heightened even more. Well, like, for example, I I think a, a couple of weeks ago I was talking about how easy I was finding going to the supermarket and I was being like, bro, if this had happened a year ago, I would have been fucked, but now I'm slick and cool. All it took was not going for maybe six or seven days and I found myself uh, with a very small voice saying to my girlfriend, can you go instead of me? Because I just, when you're spending so much time indoors, you you do start to, to, you build up all these walls. And for you, you're on your own. You've got a large stockpile of red lentils, so you don't need to go out very often. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I think just take your half an hour walk or whatever i mean the other thing on a selfish note it, i'd fucking kill for my government allotted exercise time we don't get yeah any. so I, I went this morning and my plan what i did was when my alarm went off i just went before the kind of day had started for anyone else kind of thing mm -hmm. and just walked around and it did feel good it felt like not that the it just felt normal which was a, like a relief reassuring yeah like response to have to it um I just can't believe, just on a personal level, of who I th think I am and my personality. I can't believe I've done this long without any company. That's true. I feel like it's, it is mad that I've, I'm not climbing the walls. And that's probably because I spend a large part of each day on the phone to people. Yeah. Um, but, but still. Even still. I mean, yeah. I've experienced times with you where, you know, say we had plans to meet at one... Uh, me being me, it would usually end up being closer to to two, two thirty, 
And, I was going to say three, yeah. Yeah, maybe three. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you'd be you'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to walk towards you or I'm going to yeah. go for a walk until you're ready because you, you, you want, you've got a lot of energy. You want to get out and do things. So I was also concerned about how you would deal with that. But, I mean, I'm very... But then pleased. I wonder if it plays into that all or nothing thing where it's like, cool, I just have to stay at home. And it almost becomes like a game in my head. Oh well, th- this is the well, you know. yeah, because you're not uh, you're not doing any of the exercise, like as in you're not using that time out. And I think you said towards the beginning you were like, they're saying that you can go out for an hour a day, but I'm not going to do that because if we're going to be stuck inside, we're going to be stuck inside. <laughs> um, <laughs> when actually, when we think about that, nah, that ain't yeah, yeah. really. <laughs> Mate, up until this morning, I had been out for one run and one walk in over Five, four, weeks, four weeks, and then a few trips to the supermarket. And like yeah. that is not that ain't living. much. That ain't yeah. much. Um, well, I say get out there once a day, even if it's you don't have to do the whole whatever, however long you're allowed. You don't have to use it all up. You can't roll it over or whatever. You can't save it up. But just go out, and do some. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just lovely to just walk down the road. I put some tunes on and I rang my mum and, yeah, I just felt the wind. Once again, I felt the wind on my cheeks mm. and I, <laughs> you know, was happy to be alive. Well, um, that's very good news. Yeah. I, I also was the host for a pub quiz on Saturday mm-hmm. and it was a rip-roaring success. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if there's a matinee. This this Saturday coming up. If I have to do one one in the afternoon, then one in the evening. So um, your your audience were were very receptive, were they? They enjoyed it because I realised when I was writing the questions, I don't like quizzes when I I have no idea about the answers. No. So what I should do is make them. No one's going to get all forty of the questions right. But if you make it so that they feel like seven or eight of them they have a shot at in each round, then you've got a happy audience. And my yeah. my word, paid off. you yeah, had a happy word. audience. Well, we I really did, and um, yeah, there was a lot of fun had then, and that was it was so bizarre because it was this big Zoom chat with however many couples and you know friends, and one of the people in the group kind of said it's so weird. Whenever I get up to go to the toilet, I realise I'm alone. And, like, this isn't real, mm. like, you guys. And, like, I'd had a few beers and was like, oh, yeah, so I do. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, I know what you mean. And then at some point I ended the call and I found myself <laughs> just in the flat and I knew exactly what they meant. I was yeah. like, oh, no, I am alone. Yeah. And that, like, that is, I guess, in many ways, I've just experienced a very, like, virtual reality like i've just <laughs> experienced because i felt like i was with these people yeah okay. but sure enough let me just get the violin out it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't the case um but how so yeah uh, that was good i mean how amazing it is that you can even for that time that you're on zoom feel like you're with your pals or family or whatever because i mean this is a a tired statement at this point but if we didn't have the technology we do well firstly we wouldn't be able to do a wicked podcast um <laughs> even during a global pandemic but i do think we'd be finding it a lot harder i mean you know like 
my family, my my mum is on her own and things like that. And I think I would be a lot more concerned about that if I couldn't see her and talk to her every day and, you know, keep in touch. I think it would be a lot weirder, a lot harder. Uh, and I'm not trying to... I'm not saying it's wicked. It's still pretty bleak out there. And I know it's much bleaker for other people, but I'm just saying could be worse. Could be worse, man. Yeah, I know. And my heart does go out for a lot of people to a lot of people that are, you know, just in the thick of it and are, you know, finding ways to keep their spirits up where possible. And I, I hear stories and people I'm talking to. It's it's it is incredible, actually, what people are doing in this time. And I am reminding myself of that in the moments where I kind of feel like, oh, this is a long time to be in the flat alone. I think, well, yeah, but that's a very small sacrifice, you know, comparatively. Yeah, but it's um, still OK to, to, you know, to piss and moan, to piss and moan and feel lonely. <laughs> yeah. But maybe what we could do is uh, have a quick couple of positive stories from our lovely listeners to to get some perspective um but first i would love that little messenger lad is <laughs> cometh this way cometh this way my boy <laughs> email for you my lord news from the east sire this email has just come in my lord yeah off you pop. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much. Keep on smiling. Yeah. Off you pop. Thank you. Okay. So here is an email from Nicole. And Nicole says, Hi, Ollie and George, slash George and Ollie. Nice. Play it safe. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hope you are both okay. I wanted to share with you something my daughter did today. She decided to write her own news and made a newsletter on the laptop. Maybe this is a good alternative to the usual daily news material. She is usually a confident, fun and outgoing five-year-old and loves going to school. So the change to her routine has made her feel sad. It's taken her a few weeks to adjust. But what I love about being with her and her older brother is that the children wake up each day anew, find joy in the simplest of things like running through the woods on our daily exercise and have the daftest sense of humour and brilliant imaginations. My husband struggles with anxiety and having these two about goes a long way to helping distract him and have something to keep his mind in the here and now. So we've got Nicole's daughter's newsletter here. I'll just read you uh, some of the headlines, George. There's a bit of a theme, but the first headline is The Cruel Rich Thieves. And uh, in the main body... Oh, I'm hooked! In the main body of this article... <laughs> Uh, it talks about the people who were rich, who had loads of things, were cruel. They took people's thing and kept them for themselves. The people asked if they could have their things back, and they said no. They tried to sneak in, don't know where, but they didn't know that there were guards. The guards <gasps> gave back the money, and but they heard them, but they were robots. So that's main headline. And then there's a, a kind of a slightly smaller uh, article... And if you remember, the previous one is called The Cruel Rich Thieves. And this one, yeah. this one's called The Rats Thieves. <laughs> the rats nibble you. Watch out. They have really sharp teeth. The rats steal 50 pounds a day to spend on sweets and roller coasters. Keep out of their way. <laughs> I love that. Um, and the last story is called The Wishing Well. 
The family went to the wishing well and made a wish. Wishes cost £5 each. The family wished for five toy cars. Their wish came true. So I would say to the author... The family basically bought five toy cars because if they're, they're <laughs> but I'm nitpicking. Um, Holy! No, look, I love that, and as Nicole says, the the ideas are all hers, as in her daughters. She's been looking at castles this week and building one from Lego, but who knows where the inspiration for this stuff came from? Um, to be inside the mind of a five and three quarters year old, but. That put a smile on my face and it raises a good point, which is, well, one, that children must be finding this transition strange and difficult, but also that they're very good at making their own fun. And in this case, have been helping the parents kind of keep grounded as well. So I thought that was a lovely... I love that one, honestly. I can picture it. Yeah. Like, let's send in a lot of love out to Nicole and her, her lovely family, family there. Yeah. I love that. I, that sounds like one of the kind of things I might invest in, <laughs> that newspaper. Oh, you want to you wanna try and uh, get it national? <laughs> yeah, I want to see that in the... Uh, on the stands. Uh, on yeah. the stands up and down the country. I, I do think people need to hear about the rats being thieves because yeah. this they're spending a lot of money on sweets and roller coasters and it's just not on. It's not on and a lot of people don't know about it. Is no, not a lot of people know that. It goes on a, a very unnoticed. Yeah. Um, okay, and just one more email because... We did get a lot this week and we should thank all the people and uh, maybe we'll get to some of these ones next week or in the future. But from this is from Alexis. Hello, Ollie and George. Hope this email finds you both well. It's Saturday afternoon and I'm just in the middle of finishing my second jigsaw of the lockdown. My first was the Grand Canyon and boy, that was hard. Whilst I've been spending my time jigsawing, and baking and getting out for daily exercise, I've also been catching up with your podcast from the past few months. I've been meaning to listen for a while, and now that we're in lockdown, I finally have time. I just wanted to share with you something about what my fiancé and I did for each other last week on a day that could have been so sad. We were due to get married, and because of all the restrictions, we had to postpone our wedding. I know that everyone is having their own battles right now and going through so many different things, which unfortunately are often way worse than a postponed wedding day, but this obviously affected us, our moods, our mental health, and our attitude towards life. Running up to the day, I cried a lot, and some days it was hard to get out of bed. We were both extremely sad, frustrated, and confused. So, on the day itself, we made the best of it. We got out of bed, showered, dolled up, albeit not in my wedding dress, uh, and we celebrated. We had a mini ceremony in our garden, exchanged gifts, mine was the jigsaw that I'm now in the middle of, made our wedding breakfast meal, and danced the night away in our own little disco, during which a number of your songs were played, George. We also, during our daily exercise, went to the local churchyard and threw confetti. In the end, it turned out to be one of the best days we've had since the lockdown began, and it also helped us to continue in a good routine, something which you yourselves have suggested during the podcast, of getting up every day, getting dressed, uh, and we've made a list of things to do. I guess I realised that for you and your listeners out there, I think it's absolutely amazing to be doing things for your community and to have things done for you. But let's not forget those people who are right in front of us. Friends, family, partners, children. 
those who we see or speak to every day. Thank you to each and every one of those people who are helping us and each other get through this crazy time. Can't wait for the next episode, guys. Oh, you're also both invited to the wedding when it finally happens. <laughs> Page voice. <laughs> <laughs> Notice both. N- not a third invite for your smelly messenger boy. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no. Off you fuck, okay? Anyway. <laughs> um, I love that at the end. The reminder to love those that are the closest to us. That's a very yes. good way to end that message. And brings up something that was, was coming up quite a lot in, in a few of the emails, which is people kind of saying almost as if they feel bad about it, but they're like, you know, I don't have any big stories of how I helped any of my neighbours or anything like that, but... And then they would talk about something maybe more personal or something smaller. All these things are are valid. Not everyone has to, you know, make a big, huge gesture. And very small things can make the world a nicer place for for the people around you. So, yeah, don't feel as if you have to do a big, like, rom-com style um display <laughs> yeah. of affection or anything like that i mean i bought my girlfriend animal crossing and i do think it's kind of that's what's kept her sane this lockdown and you know it's just a little small thing i'm not a hero yeah george i'm not i would a hero. say you are yes, i would say you. you are i don't know i wouldn't but george would but but thank you very much for that email and good vibes to you and your husband well i suppose still fiance Beyonce. Um, but yeah, future husband. Thank you very much. Sending love to you both. Thank you, and guys. Thank you for all your emails. Please do get in touch uh, if you have positive stories or whatever. If you just want to talk about how things are for you, mental health. Remember, that's what this podcast's about. Please do email. Oh, wait. George, you know the best way to do this. Yes. The, the best way to get in touch with us is to email it's contact at phoneafriendpodcast.com yeah i'd go with that way as well seeing as it is the only way to do it and you send the emails there we'll give them a read (laughs) but we love you all we absolutely love you all and we're sending love to our brothers and sisters in canada (laughs) okay there it is (laughs) he got it in um (laughs) well to all our brothers and sisters in canada and across the world Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a review. Tell your friends. Look after yourselves. Anything else? Chill out as well. Try chill out. Chill out. Love yourself, and we'll see you next week. Oh, and uh, and um, uh, you know, stay cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stay Actually, really cool. No. Wait, wait, George. I want to think of something else to. If you just wait a sec, I want to think of something else to. Yeah, it was, it was stay cool, and we'll be seeing you next week. Ta-da! Thank you.